This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. A season of thanksgiving. It is ultimately a season of thanksgiving. Whether you are looking at how God has brought to you through the year, from the beginning up until this last month is a reason to thank God. Whether you are looking at the, the, the biggest significance of this, of this season, which is the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, is still a reason to thank God because that birth was the code to our salvation. And the salvation of man is the greatest thing that can happen to any man. So indeed, anyhow you look at it, it's a season of thanksgiving. Now if this season is a season of thanksgiving, we need to understand it, and we need to maximize it. For few reasons we are going to actually see tonight. Now, in the book of Psalm chapter 140, verse 13, Psalm 140, verse 13, media, I'd like you to actually walk with me, as we, are, we really would have to be, be fast tonight. Psalm 140, verse 13, says, Surely the righteous shall give thanks, unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. Now I'm focusing on that first part. That's a part of Psalm 140 verse 13. Surely the righteous shall give thanks. In other words, this is the hallmark of a righteous person. You can't find a righteous man that is devoid of thanksgiving. That is devoid of gratitude. One of the things that God looks at you and he sees his righteousness in you is what your abilities to thank him. But going forward, it is even a mandate. Can we look at Ephesians 5.20? Ephesians 5.20. Media, please. Ephesians 5.20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Giving thanks always for all things. There is no qualification to all things. You lost the whole of your house, you give thanks. You lost your job, you give thanks. You got a new job, you give thanks. You lost your wife. You give thanks. It's a mandate. Always and for all things, whether good or bad, God expects us to give thanks. Now someone would ask me, how is that possible? The Lord who has actually given this charge knows it's possible. How can I be grieving and be giving thanks? The Lord who gave this charge knows it's possible. It's now a question of do you understand the mystery behind such a demand? Because if you do, it won't be a difficult thing for you. 
Still going on, Colossians chapter 3, verse 17. I'll quickly read that. But while I do that, uh, media, please get First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. Colossians 3, verse 17. Colossians 3, 17. And whatsoever ye do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Still, the mandate, whatsoever you do, in word and in deed, do it with what? Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18. First Thessalonians 5, verse 18. I'll read. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. The will of God concerning you is to always give thanks in everything. In everything. Someone would ask me, you are reading this. Isn't it a very difficult charge to us? No, it's not. You know why it's not? Christ himself practiced it. If you look at John chapter 6 from verse 1 to 14, it talks about his experience with um, the multitude. But I'll, I'll zero in on verse 11. John chapter 6 verse 1 to 14, it talks about how Christ fed the multitude. But I'll zero in on verse 11. You know it was a difficult situation. The multitude was there. There was no means to feed them. It was a difficult situation. And when he picked up the little that was available, what did he do? And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed it. He first of all gave thanks. In that difficult situation, in that embarrassing situation, in a situation that was actually seeking to create a circumstance of mockery, the first thing that came through his mouth was thanksgiving. And because of that thanksgiving, God's miracle of multiplication happened. Now, this was not only where Jesus showed that. In same John chapter 11, it talks about the story of Lazarus and his death. Four days after he appeared on the scene, Lazarus was already being rotten. And the mockers were mocking. The naysayers were talking. Even the faithfuls lost their feet. Go to verse 41. John 11, verse 41. What did Jesus do? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. Thanksgiving. So it's not a charge to us of something that is not possible. Jesus practiced that at every point in time. Whether it was favorable or not, he gave thanks. 
He gave thanks. Why is it then important for us to actually give thanks in this season? It is important for us to give thanks in this because in First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two, understanding this, this season, it talks about the the, the, the sons of Issachar who understood the season. Please, can I get First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two? I, I need us to bring out something from here. The sons of Issachar, their description was that they were men who understood the times. Another another word for times is a season. They were men who understood the season. And see what that does. And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do, the heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. In other words, the ones who understand the times and the seasons will rule over the ones who don't. Why is it important for us to actually have a good understanding of what this season of Thanksgiving is? It's because the ones who understand it and take the best, make the best use of this season of Thanksgiving will rule over the ones who fail to. So it won't be a surprise when Brother John, by next day, is flying and you are crawling and then you are there looking at him and say, is it not the same person I entered Vim with. Why is my own different? Thank you, sir. Why is my own different? Why should he be flying and I'm still struggling to crawl? Is in what? Understanding the season we're in. In this season of Thanksgiving. You see, interestingly, we made the error of thinking that thanksgiving is for God. Let me tell us the truth. Your thanksgiving is not for God. Your thanksgiving is for you. The biggest beneficiary of your thanksgiving is you, not God. You know why? The story of Esau and his father Isaac you know, there are things God does for you out of benevolence. And there are things he would do for you out of pleasure. What God does for you out of the pleasure of his heart would always trounce whatever he does for you out of the benevolence of his heart. Oftentimes when we pray for something, it is out of benevolence that God answers us. But when he will thank him, when we offer thanksgiving, it is out of the pleasure of his heart that he responds to us. And it's clearly seen here. The tradition was clear and simple. The father will bless the children before he, 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 he transits, before he passes on. And Isaac knew he was going to bless Esau. But why did he place that demand on Esau? He knew he was going to bless him. But he made a demand. Get me some venison, such as I like. That my soul, my heart would find pleasure to bless you.
You know, even when God knows that this one is a need for my son and I have to do it. When you offer thanksgiving, the way he does it is different from the way he would normally have done it. We also saw that in the case of Solomon. Solomon showed up, offered God a sacrifice that nobody has even attempted to do before. And God was moved from where he is. He landed and said, what? What do you want me to do for you? And Solomon answered, but Solomon's answer, it was the best of his answer. Because if someone wants a black shoe and you buy a brown shoe, shoe is shoe, he'll be happy that you bought him shoe. But his joy would not be full because what he wanted is a black shoe. Solomon wanted wisdom. That was what his desire was. But when God showed up, he said, it's not only this thing that you desire, I will give you. I will give you way more than you desire. In other words, his thanksgiving evoked much more than he wanted. That's what your thanksgiving does. It evokes God to do much more than you have asked. Much more than you are imagining to receive. Much more than you are hoping to receive. That's what your thanksgiving activates. So it is not God. That is enjoying your thanksgiving. It is you that is enjoying your thanksgiving. That's why you must understand what this season is for you. So if you have been talked to, if we are cajoling you to come and give thanks, and you are feeling that it's God you are coming to do a favor, I'm sorry, you are getting it wrong. There is a need for you to change your orientation. Because when you change that orientation and understand what really you are about to do in this season, you will approach it differently. You approach it knowing that you are ultimately the benefit, the, benef uh, the beneficiary of what of this season. And do you know why you need to understand this season? You see, we've said that your thanksgiving stirs God to do. It stirs him to pleasure. And when God is happy, there is, nothing he, there is nothing he would withhold. When he's happy with you, there is nothing he, he holds back from you. The devil understands that. And this is where we need to actually understand what we are, what we are up against. The devil understands that. Do you know why he understands that? He was at the center of giving God pleasure. He was at the center of it. He was in charge of stirring God to happiness. So he understands what God does in his happy mood. He knows it very well. He has a first-hand experience of it. And so he's up, about, up and about looking at that heart that could actually uh, how, that, how they put, re, reinvent the kind of God mood he enjoyed while he was up there. 
And so when he sees it, you know what he does? He comes to you to thwart it. It is that time he begins to let you know that, ah, I, I, why would you be happy? You have been praying a particular prayer from the beginning of the year now. Has it been answered? You are, you, are, you are talking thanksgiving. You are shouting thanksgiving. The contract you, 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 you've been asking for since January, has it been given? Is it not Mr. A that came three months after you actually put in your contract papers? Four months down the line, he got his. Where's your paper? The devil understands that your thanksgiving and that mood of always giving thanks to God stirs God to pleasure and happiness to open his gates, to open the floodgates of heaven. And so he would always approach you to keep your eyes away from the things you should be thankful for and set your eyes on the things that will stare in gratitude. But you know, that's the biggest host, the biggest 419 in Appalance, the biggest 419 there is. The women who have actually gone through labor would understand what I'm talking about. The pain of labor. Is there any pain that matches it? For a woman, is there any pain that matches the pain of labor? But let me ask this question. For all of you who have actually gone through labor and come out, can any of you relieve the experience? You can never, you can never bring yourself to that threshold that you were at that particular moment. You ne never. In fact, weeks down the line, weeks down the line, your body cannot completely even recollect the pain. For us all, I will still actually use it. If you're a father or someone who had actually been in a position of responsibility, I'm saying fathers because sometimes for a faithful father, one of the biggest things is to be under pressure of a deadline for your family. You know, how, you know how heavy it can be. You know how crushing it can be. You are facing a deadline. And the deadline, if, you know, if it's a deadline that involves you, you could just, but the deadline that involves your family, a faithful father, a deadline that involves your family and not south, west, east, there is no means to confront that deadline. It's a crushing experience. I don't know the heaviness of heart that equates it. But days or weeks after that deadline has come and gone, are you able to bring yourself back to that intensity of pain or stress? No. So what does that tell you? The devil knows. It doesn't matter the kind of pain or frustration you are going through at this very moment. Once this moment passes, it won't be like it anymore. He knows. So he comes to you at that point where it looks like the morning will not break. Where it looks like the nights will be forever. And he begins to tell you what God has not done. How he's capable of doing it, but he chooses not to do it. He did that to Job. 
And interestingly, we use the, the voices. You don't expect. Said, what, what are you doing? A simple matter. You eventually will die. This life you're living, your, your skins are already rotting. Look at worms growing and you know, playing on your skin. This one is not life. You eventually will die. Why don't you quicken it? Cause God and die. Like he will always tell you, at that point where it is really biting, say, why don't you? Tell, tell God off. Instead of you to actually put your mouth and tell him how you feel, pour your anger, let him understand. Somebody is telling you of thanks. Thanksgiving. They are using your brain. Think well. May our ears not be, not be an open gate to the words of deceit of the devil. And may our hearts not be fertile grounds for the seeds of deceit of the devil. God has done so much and is doing so much to deserve our thanksgiving. But interestingly, our thanksgiving is not even for him. It's for us. Just like the blessing was already Esau's. But his father just needed to actually pronounce that blessing in a happy mood. The things you want God to do for you, he already has ordained to do it. But he's just expecting you actually to stir him to pleasure to do it with panache. Your thanksgiving is for your benefit. That's why you need to understand this season you are in. You know, in the past, in the days of the Old Testament, God mandated the gathering. So you had a season where everybody prepares and comes into God's presence for the atonement of sin. There is a season they come in for thanksgiving. He mandated it. You see, the best thing that can happen to you is if you learn to give God thanks in and out of season, as been mandated in the passages we've read. But God is so kind. He's so merciful. That even if you fail to activate thanksgiving in and out of season, he provides a season. He provides a specific season so that you're not utterly left out. And this is one of such seasons that he has provided. So for the wise who perhaps all through the year has not given enough thanks. God is saying, you will not completely lose out. I'll create a season, a time when you can key in. And that's what he has provided for us this, this season. And he's expecting each and every one of us whether you have been giving thanks in and out of season. And of course, the truth about it is that your life will reflect it. And if you have not been giving thanks in and out of season, he has created what? A season. So why not like sons of Issachar? 
understand this season and make the most of it for your good. Can we look at Numbers chapter 21? One of the things the devil does. Numbers chapter 21 verse 1 to 7. Verse 1 to 7. And when the king Arad the Canaanite, which dwelt in the south, had told that Israel came by the way of the spies, then he fought against Israel and took some of them prisoners. And Israel vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou would indeed deliver these people into my hands, then I will utterly destroy their cities. Yes, verse 3. And the Lord hearkened to the voice of Israel and delivered up the Canaanites. And they utterly destroyed them and their cities. And he called the name of the place Homer. And they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of Resi to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. Yes. And the people spake against God and against Moses. Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water. And our soul loaded this light bread. You see what the devil does? Hold it there. These were people who were just delivered from a challenge. Who said, God, if you do this one, we will praise you like, like mad. And he did. Just in the face of the next challenge, which was, what was not even life-threatening as the first one. See what nonsense came out, they vomited from their mouth. Now, look at the ingratitude. The ingratitude made them say there is no bread. The same people that said there is no bread, in the same sentence, said, we load this light bread. In other words, there was bread. But not, not the quantity they want. And that's what the devil does to us. You want a job that pays you 400,000 naira a month. And God makes a provision of the one that is paying 170,000 naira a month. You don't see any good in that. Because it's not 400,000 naira. How many of us are guilty of that? It is a period that we have to actually do so searching. To be sure that we're not this guilty. The next verse, God got angry. And the Lord sent fairy serpents among the people. And they beat the people. And much of the people of Israel died. Mercy has been speaking. Mercy has been speaking. But it will be a terrible thing if we will take an overdue advantage of this mercy that is speaking. I'll round up with Luke chapter 17, verse 13 to 19. Luke chapter 17, verse 13 to 19. It's, it's, it's a passage of the Bible that has been popping up this season for us. But there is something 
I need us to actually look at. In verse 13, I said, they lifted up their, their voices and said to Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go shoe yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. They asked for mercy and they received mercy. And one of them, he looked at it and said, it is not the priest that did this for me. It is Christ, the son of God that did this. It's God that did this for me. Why don't I return to say thank you first before continuing this journey of showing mercy? This is a man that understands what? The others were still walking ahead to show themselves to the priest. He turned and came to give thanks. Can you jump to 17, please? See what that evoked. And Jesus answering said, Where are then ten cleansed? You see, this account of the Bible didn't tell us that they have actually seen the priests and then went their way. It didn't. They were still on their way to see as, as he commanded. But one had what? The wisdom of the sons of Issachar to say, no, this priest, the priests are secondary. This one who has done this is primary. Let me turn and give what? Thanks. And he evoked a pleasure in the heart of Christ. And he said what? Your faith has made you whole. Go. Your faith has made you whole. In other words, the other nine received cleansing. This one received cleansing and wholeness. Just like Solomon received what? Wisdom and what? Wealth. Prayer evokes God's benevolence. So he gives you what you want. Thanksgiving evokes God's pleasure. So he gives you more than what you want. More than what you are asking for. May God grant us the wisdom to evoke his pleasure. Because therein lies the code of us receiving more than what we desire. In this season of Thanksgiving, make it a duty. Don't just come because it is, it's Thanksgiving. Sit back in the quietness of your corner Think through. And as you do that thinking, block out the voice of the devil. Because the, the, sons, of, the sons of God gathered. And what? And the devil also gathered. As you sit down to think about God's goodness, the devil will also appear to tell you what has not been. So take your time. Block out the voice of the devil that is telling you what has not been done. Focus on new things that God has done for you. And find reasons to come genuinely before his presence. In this season, he has ordained for thanksgiving. As we do that, may God, out of his pleasure, give us much more than we ask for. In Jesus' mighty name. We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, 
Visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.